Hi, you're listening to Thoughtful Wellness Revolution, where we believe wellness isn't wellness if it's just for you. We're your hosts, Zara and Hien. And before we get started, please make sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Even though we're a podcast that believes in decolonizing, we're still bound to the algorithm. So every little bit that you can help us out, we really appreciate it. And we thank you for all the support. Let's get into it. Hello, friends, and welcome to a very special and a little sad episode of Thoughtful Wellness Revolution because dun, 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 Jen and I are breaking up with the podcast. Um, we want to make sure that you all know, first and foremost, Jen is very adamant about this. We personally are not breaking up. We still love each other. And we love so much of what we have done here on this podcast and all the people that we have had on. But uh, the world is happening around us. The world's on fire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was saying it nicely, but the world is literally on fire, quite literally. Don't go to fucking Hawaii. Um, But yeah, Um, so last week, we had a conversation where he and I were checking in and we kind of came to the realization that we got a lot going on in our lives. There is, as we have said before, a lot going on in the world. Uh, Literal fires. Um, And it really has us thinking about the podcast and wellness and what is going on here. And one of the words I used about this was disheartening. Uh, I have like a disheartened feeling towards wellness. And I was just wondering, you know, Hien, if you want to talk a little bit more about the conversation that brought us here, or what's going on or your feelings, because we just want to get into this, right? Yes. Yes, we do want to get into this. Um, yeah. So I think, first of all, we're both in 2023 at this point, And we started a podcast in late 2021. So it's actually been almost two years, which is like, it's almost kind of impressive to think that we lasted this long, actually. Um, but yeah, life has been happening for both of us. And something that has been a thing for me is that I have been trying to live the quote normie life. So like working 40 hours a week and all that. Um, you know, fun stuff, boring stuff, things you do, the hard things you got to do, the boring things that Mia as a Enneagram 4 has to learn how to do. And um, so I'm living my life just as like any other working class person uh, under capitalism. And of course, I'm also realizing just how freaking hard it is to feel like you can have the energy and time for wellness in that. And so I look back in those days where I, you know, when I was first like a new yoga teacher and I was really excited to like share about wellness and all that shit of like how much bullshit I spread by just telling people like, oh, like you can just do, I don't know, just, just make time for it. Right. Like if it's important, make time for yoga and meditation and wellness and all that bullshit. But um, now that I'm really in it, right. Like now that I'm really in it, I'm like, wow, that was a lot of bullshit. And there is still a lot of bullshit and the wellness world. I feel lucky that I have even met Zara and the people that we've had in the podcast who are trying to do things differently. Like that was the heart of this podcast was like, can we showcase people are trying to do things differently? 
And so it's like, yes, we can. And um, it is a lot like a drop in the ocean because the vast majority of what is out there that's considered wellness that is still like really accepted is bullshit. It's not inclusive. It's not accessible. And it is so incredibly, um, it's like jarring, you know, like, like once, once you have been in spaces where it is something done differently and then like, now you see like how it is otherwise it's kind of like, wow, that's really hard. It's really jarring. And, um, there's a lot more to be said about that, but that's just kind of my, like off the cuff on my mind. It's bullshit out there. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And I agree with so much of what you said. And I got a little teary thinking about when I first started teaching yoga. Oh my God, I'm doing it right now. Hold on. But um, yeah, because there is so much harm that we, well, I personally too was, you know, spreading and unaware of. And I think that happens not just with yoga teachers, there's so many people in wellness because there is so, so much misinformation disinformation and conspiracy theories just all wrapped up into wellness. And I think um, as Hien's talking about, you know, her normie job and normie life and how it is so hard, you know, to make wellness fit in. I think a lot of times what not from the people we're having on this podcast who are all lovely and we are so appreciative of them, but like so often <clears throat> what you're ending up with is like neoliberal bullshit, you know, it's like, how do you optimize? It's not actual wellness. It's how do we as a society and a community be well? It is how do I also, in addition to working 40 hours, also take care of my mental health and go for a run and prep my meals and, you know, and also relax. And it's like, not like we're working towards building a society that is well. We're working towards some hyper individualized unattainable version of what it means to be well in a society that is deeply unwell oh my god a hundred percent a hundred percent and I whew, I'm, I'm like I was like nodding along and I just really feel it and I and I just also think like I don't know if you want to get into this yet Zara but I I even think like with some of the people who we have seen and been around who are doing things, uh, not necessarily the people that we've invited on our podcast, but like the people, there are people who are trying their best to like push a different kind of message, but because they're working within capitalism, it doesn't always land right. You know, it doesn't always feel right. Or there's always something that feels a little bit off or sometimes even grifty of it. You know, like, do you, do you want to get into that yet, Sara? I know that you said you want to talk about this. Yeah, because I have lots of feelings about it and thoughts because it's like you see people who you respect, who you know are doing good work, who you think you maybe you know in person you think are good people. And it's not to say that they aren't or that this is a saying of like, see, they're grifters and they're trying to trick you. But like, that's the thing about the way wellness culture is set up in a society. If I want to be real honest, that's so fucking driven by capitalism, you know, like 
the goal is everyone's trying to survive. And it's like, yes, I see you're trying to survive. And I appreciate that. And I think it's important. And I know that you're adding this work into the world in some way, but it starts to become like a wellness industrial complex, like an activist industrial complex. Like it's still the drive to consume, the drive to produce, the drive to get attention. It's like we live, someone said we live in like an attention economy right now. And you know what I mean? It still feels like that. And it's like, it it's chasing, it's chasing after a thing. It's chasing after an ideal. It's chasing after a product, the next training, the next thing. And I might be, I'm not, cause I don't want to talk about a specific person. Cause it's not like I think this one person is doing a bad thing. Cause I love a lot of these people and I think they're doing great things. And I am disheartened by it because it feels like there is no escape in this route. And I think a lot of why a lot, so many people end up in wellness and why I personally got into yoga and wellness and all this stuff is that I wanted to help undo a system that I didn't think was working for people. And upon being in the system, uh, it's not you change it from within the system. The whole thing needs to come down. And I see myself just so upset and wanting more community-based work that isn't centered around wellness. Sorry, yeah. I rambled a little. <laughs> no, I mean, I I started with a big ramble too. It's all good. But I kind of feel like a lot of people end up in wellness because we're trying to get away from like what the corporate rat race world but because we're still living within the very same systems we it becomes its own rat race in the wellness world right so it becomes like okay so you're no longer working a nine to five job where you have to try to please your bosses or whatever but now you know, it is the attention economy. You have to try to please all your followers and get more followers. And then you have to try to sell them things, right? So whatever that consumption may be, whether it's books or trainings, or you're trying to get like a key speaker gig or whatever it might be, or maybe it's certain products, right? Like there is still this, like, it just feels very obvious that it is still capitalism, even the people who I love deeply, whose books I do consume and whose trainings I'm like, oh yeah, I, I still hope to do this person's training one day or something like that. I still love them. And I'm just like, whoa, you're still in this like really deep. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, you're still in this really deep. And um, yeah, I, I think that's the part that is hard because it's kind of like, okay, if these, some of these people um with the best intentions if they still can't fucking escape this then like who can right like it, it's a little bit like who can and this is not to say that like I I don't want to sound too doomer especially as an Enneagram four but I just want to be real in in that like this is what I'm seeing what I'm feeling this is what Zara is seeing and feeling and like we don't think we are messed up for this like I actually feel like I wish more people would see this and realize this because it's like no matter what it is at the end of the day, it, it there is still this message of like, oh, you need to consume, 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 or you need to put in a position where other people are consuming your stuff. And it gets to a point where I honestly kind of feel like, actually, you don't have to. Like, if it doesn't actually serve you to be consuming my content or my podcast, like, don't. Like, don't waste your time and money on that. Like, but that's like the opposite of what like a good capitalist would say, right? Or a good neoliberal girl boss would say. 
I know that just made me laugh so hard because it's like, yeah, don't listen to my podcast. And it's like, yeah, no, I feel that way too. It's like, if it's not going to benefit you, fuck it. Why are you wasting your time? Um, but exactly. And it feels so much like there is no way through, like, there's no way around it. You know, it's like a lot of people go into entrepreneurship in the same uh, regard as well as being like, it's my way out of capitalist nonsense, you know? And it's not. It's they become same... petite bourgeoisie or whatever, the word I can't Yeah, say. yeah, petite bourgeoisie. Bourgeois. Oh my God, I'm normally good at saying it, but now I've heard you say it, I can't. Bourgeoisie. Um, yeah. Um, but exactly. It's like, you're just focused then on like, well, now it's just me fighting capitalism alone and I got to keep pushing. And like, I, I don't want to keep pushing. The only thing I want to keep pushing is the limits of what we are willing to accept in society, because like, we're watching people starve. We're watching people die. Like, I can't. And we're all just like, have you looked at my training here are five ways to find more peace in your day and it's like where the fuck is anyone's peace coming from did you not see the fires from canada the fires in hawaii what i'm sure will be the next set of fires in california god forbid i'm sorry i don't mean to put that out in the universe i like regret saying that i'm very sorry california um but hey you're probably you didn't have to say that we know that terrible shit is happening with fires like everywhere and climate disasters everywhere so it's not it's so like yeah I I guess that's the thing is like it feels like so ridiculous that we are suffering under capitalism and the only solutions that our leaders have for us or anyone and I don't mean leaders like you know governments but I mean leaders like even the leaders like the entrepreneurs and content creators and creatives and artists around you it's like a lot of them like, oh, the only solution is more capitalism, baby. <laughs> like the only solution is like you go sign up for what I have to offer or you buy and consume what I have to offer. And then somehow we're going to work towards it's like and then somehow things are going to get better. And I'm kind of like, I am not feeling I'm not the type of person who thinks that nothing will get better ever. But it's just like these are not the steps to take because a lot of what these people I see do and also the things that I've done in the past I look at like I have to ask myself like is this liberating and if so like who is it liberating for and who is it not liberating for you know what I mean it's like okay so even if I did successful even if I was successful and made a certain amount of money that made me feel good and safe and secured in what I did and I had my little group of like-minded friends who were similar as me. Um, is that liberating for all the people who I did not have to think about at all? Like the people who still like, it's not enough to just like pitch them your yoga class or training or tell them to buy your book. Like, it's just not. And And I'm not saying that like people in this world think that. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, they really just believe that if they got enough people to sign up for their program that the whole world would change for the better. I mean, of course, some of them might think like that, but I don't believe they necessarily think that. I think that they see themselves as like a particular role, but 
I guess I'm saying is I don't think that kind of role is really doing much at this point. I think we need way more. <laughs> Not to say that it can't exist, but I'm just thinking like, oh, we need way more people who are going to be willing to say no to like the whole circus. Like, this is a circus. I don't want to get involved anymore. I'm going to do some other cool shit that is nothing about that's not necessarily going to be profitable for me, but might be more liberating for all of us in the long term. Yeah, and I, I think, thank you for saying that, because I think it's really interesting, because a lot of what I've noticed as well is the excuse, I don't even want to say an excuse, because it is a valid fucking reason, but the thing everyone says is about it is like, oh, well, like, they have to make their money, too, they have to support themselves, too, they have to survive, too, and it's like, of course. Like, that's the whole thing is we all want everyone to survive. And it's like when we're all so caught up and how am I going to get keep my attention economy high or like my, you know, attention high, like people focus on me, people bringing things into me. Like you hear it in the words I'm saying, it's me, me, me. And I don't think any of these people are working intentionally or actively and consciously from the like, how does it benefit me lens? but the system stays the same and the system requires you to be focused on me, 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 hyper-individualism. And that will inevitably never serve the most marginalized folks in our society and everyone in general to move forward and be taken care of and supported. Absolutely. And I also think about how sometimes people talk about surviving as content creators or entrepreneurs of sorts, but what they really mean is they want to maintain a comfortable middle-class lifestyle and up. Like, it's beyond survival. Like, it's beyond, like, I can have a place to live and food to eat. It is beyond that. And they may argue and say, like, oh, I deserve nice, luxurious stuff, in which case I will agree. You do deserve nice things, but there is a level of, like, you deserve nice things and let's not delude ourselves that it's simply merely survival. Like you want to be middle, comfortable middle class and above. Like you want to, it's, it's tempting and it's okay to say that, but like you got to say that, you know? And, and I think people don't say that because then people might get mad at them, but that's like, well, maybe we should, like, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like, well, maybe if you're afraid that there'd be a class war, then there should be, you know what I mean? And then another thing is like, we had talked about this a little bit before Zara, but it also seems like, it seems like a lot of this attention on me, like the attention economy, uh, being successful, that means what, but keeping the attention of like white people, like white people who are brand new to social justice and progressive ideas. Yeah, no, that that's very much it because I mean, have you ever taken a marketing class? <laughs> White people are generally the main dynamic or de- demographic they're looking at. And yes, I know they're looking at different demographics. They have taken marketing courses. Um, but like, it's, I, I, it's like I see people I respect online and I'm like, I love your content. I love your message. And I also look at who likes all your posts and comments and it's mostly white people who are learning about social justice and starting to undo their work. And I think that's really great 
and important. And I don't think that's getting us where we need to go at the speed at which we need to get there. Right. Um, yeah, right. yeah. Because society is just collapsing around us very quickly. And the idea that we have to wait for everyone to just get on board with an idea where it's like, God, I was listening to someone talk about unions recently and I cannot remember the exact term. So I do really apologize for not using them. But basically the idea, I think this might be a single party um, or like single issue solidarity versus like overall solidarity, right? Like the way Fran Drescher does not vaccines but she is the head of sag she's a sag after president and does support strikes right so like she knows we all need to be paid more money and i say we like i'm in the fucking sag but um in the writers guild but like they she understands they only pay money like we can all get on board with that single issue we don't need to agree on everything and like I think a lot of people are like, oh, this is the way it is. This is the way it has to be. We have to get everyone to know everything before we can move forward. And I just don't think that's true. Because if you look around, even like people who wouldn't necessarily agree are going, yeah, it is really hard to pay and like make money and do things. Like they don't have to be full on leftist. They don't have to be all the way on to figure out that this system is not working for them. When people are spending ridiculous amounts of money on eggs and different things at the grocery store, like buying nothing costs so much now, people see there's a problem. And I like, and this is where maybe I'm getting too political, but like, I think we need to be working on mutual aid and building up our systems and communities so that we can form a general strike. Enough of us understand what the fuck is going on that we are being fucked over at every corner like Bob Iger is basically like I don't know I'll just wait for everyone to be unhoused I don't fucking care um like in quotes and stuff you know what I mean like it's so wild so it's like we see the issue the issue is that billionaires are bleeding us all fucking dry to be like look how fucking smart I am I can do a cage match with Mark Zuckerberg like fuck off dude um sorry I'm getting a little upset Back to my point is like we all recognize that we're in a cost of living crisis and instead of trying to educate people and sell stuff and keep protecting ourselves like fuck man get involved in your communities figure out mutual local or local mutual aid groups I'm not a big fan of DSA personally but they are a great way to find mutual aid and local organizations in your area. So like Google DSA, whatever city you live in, go to their Instagram and look through who follows them because you will find someone you align with, whether they are people who are protecting people having abortions. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my laundry machine going off in the background. That's my bad. Okay. Um, you know, like whether you have people who are protecting abortions, get involved in your local food pantry. There are people who are working on gardens in Orlando that I think is really good. There's like a group called Peer Support uh, Network that does 
like emotional justice and making sure people feel emotionally supportive for different groups. There are disability rights advocacy groups. Sorry, I am going on a fucking rant now, but like there are so many goddamn ways to get involved in your local community that will actually impact the lives of people and move us towards where we actually need to be going. Um, that is not trying to sell people on your next course or whatever you're doing or buying another course or doing another training or following another guru or whatever the fuck people were doing. Sorry, Hian, please. Okay, I just want to say, um, first of all, first off, you're talking to me. So never apologize for being too political in any way. I think that if people are at the point where they are listening to this final podcast, they probably know that there is no such thing as too political when it's the two of us. Secondly, I'm so glad you just went on your what you caught a rant. I was like, thank you so much for saying those things because I was thinking about pivoting like, okay, and so what is the direction that we do want to go towards? And you basically said it all. And I, I mean, that's, you, you said it, like, I, I basically want to say, I agree with Zara, endorse what Zara said, and I hope everyone thinks about it, because, and I'm thinking about for myself, too, like, there was a time we had a vision with our podcast that it would be, you know, we, we might have sponsors, or we may have had ads, and we would have a lot of people paying into our sub stack and whatnot, which by the way, like we never had more, I, I'll be honest, like we never had, I think at any given point, we never had more than three subscribers, all right, like, like we never really had that much um, monetary support, but um, it's interesting, because I'm thinking about like, you know, if we had gone the route, and continue on the route of just trying to simply like, yeah, like, we should just monetize our podcast because we believe in it and it's good. And, and, and these voices like, and, and all those things can be true, but in a way, I'm kind of glad that there aren't too many people who put their money into us. Not because I don't think that like, Oh, we deserve to get paid, but I just think it in terms of more like, I hope you then take your money and put in your local community. Like, I hope you care about your mutual aid groups. Like, I hope you care about your friends and your neighbors more than to podcasters. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, is that so wild to say? No, I think that's amazing. And I think it's perfect. And yeah, no, I feel that as well, because I was the one who was supposed to be looking up ads and stuff. And every time I'm looking at stuff, it's just like, this feels so fucking gross. Like, what are we selling our soul so that we can tell you all like wellness is good. <laughs> yeah. We're all helping each other. And it's like, yeah, we're also like exploiting and being exploited at every fucking turn of our lives of every day, you know? Yeah. Um, like, like imagine if we ha are having these conversations and in the middle, I'm like, and speaking of like, let me tell you about, I don't know, this skincare brand that you need to get and consume because then they help us, you know, live our lives or what, like, do you know how ridiculous that would be? But like, that's most people out there, right? Like, or not, it's like, by the way, imagine us talking about climate disaster and exploitation and trying to like hustle you like, oh, buy our merch, buy our t-shirts that are questionably made probably, right? Like, wouldn't that be so ridiculous? But that's everywhere, right? Like, I'm saying, wouldn't it be ridiculous because we know it is, but like, actually, we also have accepted that so much. Just thinking about all the content creators and the people that we follow online and who we do consume content from is like, we don't really think much of it. Like we're so, we've been so conditioned to like accept consumption and ads being pushed in our face at any given point 
that we never question it. And then in fact, sometimes when we do question it, like if there was like a really big YouTuber or creator, when you do question it, you get so much pushback. Like, how dare you? They need to make a living too. Therefore, it's okay that they're they're hustling ads and sponsorships and merch in our face, like things we do not need at all. Um, absolutely. And I think that very much goes to speak to while it's okay on the individual level, on a systemic and a social level, it's actually really fucking bad for us. So we shouldn't do it. It's like, yeah, does it matter if you one person throws a plastic cup away? No, but if everyone every day throws a plastic cup away for the every single day of their lives, that makes a big fucking difference. And I know um, this isn't to be like shaming people about your ecological footprint because we all know that if like what is it like four or five companies just cut their emissions we would all probably not be experiencing one of the greatest heat waves that has ever happened on this planet but besides that um but yeah no it is very normalized that it's like buy our thing buy our thing and then you're being unsupportive if you say it's not a thing it's like on a social level this is not helping us on a bigger level. This is not helping us. This is harming us. And we cannot all individually keep using the excuse, but it helps me. Great. Who is harmed in the process of this? No, that's a hundred percent. I'm so glad you put it that way. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there is maybe a segment of the population. And sometimes I feel this way too, that it's just kind of like, okay, I agree with you, but so what? Like the powers that be seem so insurmountable that it's just like, well, fuck it. You know, like I'm just going to do what feels good to me while I can survive because I don't know how much longer the world's going to be okay. Um, you know, so, so there are people who feel that way as well. And honestly, I don't have a response to that because sometimes I feel like that as well, but I also do feel like, I mean, I hope this sounds more empowering than like preachy, but like, I do hope people realize that they are smart enough to do the right thing. I I think a lot of the world makes us feel like we don't know enough or we don't have enough of the clout and influence, but like, no, just as an individual, like you have a brain, you can use it. And like, you truly are smart enough to do the right thing. Like, and it doesn't have to come from me or Zara. Like, we do encourage you to think about mutual aid and taking care of your communities as an extension of yourself instead of, you know, falling into the depths of the wellness industrial complex and trying to take care of yourself that way. But also, like, we've been there. Um, But yeah, like, you are smart enough to know how to do the right thing. Like, I really just hope that people realize that because it's not just like no I'm stupid I'm just gonna do what they the influencer tell me to do because I know better because of consumption um and their ads and their good marketing it's like no you're actually smart enough to know how to do the right thing but it doesn't feel easy and it's not like what's the word like gratifying right (laughs) like it's not gratifying it's not as gratifying as like I mean how many of us have purchased like a coaching program or a training or whatever, because we thought that would like fix our problems. And it felt really good to like, yeah, these, these words on a page really hype me up. So I'm going to like entering my credit card numbers and press yes. And then look at my calendar and, and try to do this thing. And then like, 
did that actually change your life the way you thought it would? I, I reckon for most of us, it did not. I mean, right, Zara? Like, as someone who has bought many trainings, many programs, courses, things, whatever, no, the trip doesn't change your life. Um, I quite often find myself leaving those trainings, and I have spoken to many, many participants of these things who feel the same way, where you go, I don't feel like I got it all. I don't feel like I understood. You know, I feel like I wish I had gotten more out of it. I wish, you know, there's more. You always want more. And that is kind of the nature of capitalism is you will never satisfy that beast. Um, and I also just want to say too, like, Yen is so right. We are all smart enough. You are smart enough. You don't need us. And like, also, yeah, it's hard. The powers that be, they have all the control. They have all the power, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And no one's asking you to like stop in your entirety and like never order Uber Eats again or never have a little fun drink or treat yourself or do silly things or like consume anything, you know, like that's pretty much the only way most of us are actually surviving at this point is a fun little treat every day <laughs> or, you know, a couple times a week or whatever the thing is for you where you're just like, yep, this is the thing that makes me excited that I can handle what is the impending collapse of society happening all around us. Um, and I do want to just like go back to mutual aid for a second because like mutual aid is not this. It's not just volunteering. It's not just donating money. It's not just charity. It is recognizing that as a group of people, we can take care of each other. We can support each other as communities, as a society, we can support each other and putting in a little bit of your one fun drink thing a week towards a food kitchen that you know or dropping off buying one extra thing at the groceries or doing a BOGO on groceries and dropping something off at your neighborhood fridge like there are a lot of little ways to get involved that don't that don't involve like and I we all need to change our whole lives so I'm not saying this like don't change your life everything's fine just drop off some pasta at a fucking neighborhood fridge and you'll be fine but like these are the little acts and it that help us divest from the capitalist means that we're all in it for ourselves and we all have to take care of ourselves and it's so hyper independent and I think at the end of the day if we leave this podcast with one thing I think it's just that I want people to oh my god this is making me cry um, I just I want people to support each other you know like that's how we're going to get through this. That's how the world is going to change. It's not the next training you take or the next course you do or you becoming the Katniss Everdeen of your fucking story because that is such a thing where everyone's just like, well, if I can't be Katniss Everdeen, what the fuck does it matter? And it's like, if you watched the movies, Katniss did not do everything on her own. She had a bunch of other people that I don't know because I fell asleep in that movie. But they were very important and integral to her survival and her and the thriving and the breaking down of the system. You don't need to be Katniss Everdeen. You just need to be one of the people. Figure out what your thing is and find your way to contribute and your life matters. And I don't know, man. Sorry, Kian. It would not be a podcast if I wasn't a rambler. So this is the last one. It's a good one.
It's a great one. I love it so much. And, you know, I think if I were to try to concisely put it into a question to ask yourself, it is, you know, what can I do to move away from capitalism and neoliberalism and that sort of like hyper individualistic way of thinking? And how can I move toward, right? How can I move toward community and mutual aid and mutual healing, right? And I mean, I think it starts there, right? And I think somewhere along the way, uh, we forgot those questions. Like I, I think, and meaning like, when I say we, I mean, the well-intentioned people in the wellness community that we know and probably have seen is they may have started there, but because they're under capitalism and then they focus on trying to survive, it becomes like something kind of weird. Um, but I think we can always ask ourselves that, like you are smart enough to ask yourself that question today and have your own answers and there's no right or wrong answers, but I think there are genuine answers. Like there are like you can be honest with yourself or you can lie to yourself right and so I think like yeah like today like how can you get away from capitalism and how can you get a little bit closer to community and that's going to be a different answer for every person but you know I I hope to set that intention for myself moving forward to ask those questions and this is while it's like while I'm trying to live my normal life working 40 hours a week living in what is increasingly more like a climate disaster you know like all like all the bs in 2023 living in a world where it's like oh increasing fascism but we're all kind of like whatever about it because i'm in a blue state meanwhile where zara is like people are really suffering i mean then meanwhile i talk to my nice liberal friends here and they just kind of roll their eyes and don't give a fuck you know like while like all, all of this stuff that is like makes us feel so small and insignificant it's like, can we still ask ourselves these questions honestly and then see what we do from there? Um, so yeah, I guess that is what I leave you all with. Is there anything else that you want to share, Zara? No, I just, oh my God, why am I crying again? I can't control myself. I just want to say thank you. I appreciate, um, first and foremost, Yen came to me with this idea and is like so brilliant and wonderful and just adds so much to my life and all of these conversations I would not have wanted to do this with anyone else and I want to say thank you to everyone listening because well, and all of our guests <laughs> um but I don't know you guys have made this such a fun journey and we have appreciated the ride and I truly hope that this is just I don't know, something that somebody got something out of other than us, but even if it's just us, I feel so fucking grateful. Thank you, Zara. Uh, I also want to thank you and our guests. I think that for me, it has been always incredibly fun. And like, of course, we won't necessarily be recording our conversations, but this doesn't mean, like, again, this breakup is not between me and Zara. This is Zara and me breaking up with the podcast, right? And so I just know that um, I'm so lucky to have someone like Zara in my life who I can have these, like, real, fiery, passionate conversations with. And it, it's just so fulfilling and enjoying. Like, is that a word? It's so fulfilling and, like, joyful, and the thing is, like, it doesn't have to have been, like, a huge 
quote, success in the traditional sense for it to have meant something, because that means a hell of a lot to me. Everyone who said yes to the podcast, all the beautiful, rich conversations we have, all the, the all the conversations I've had with Zara, both recorded and unrecorded, um, like all of this just feels so it feels to me so valuable and meaningful that like you can't, to me, it's like, you can't put a price on this, even though I know other podcasters would be like, oh, you should have done X, Y, Z steps to try to make six figures in a year or, you know, what, whatever, or like to get 20 million downloads or like whatever. And like, none of that matters to me. I think what matters to me is that like, well, I'm a four. So what matters to me is that we got to express ourselves and share our truth. And, and in that process, um, you know, shared with others you know our truth and I feel like I will always be able to look back on this project um with so much love that it in a way it's kind of a bit of like um and Jess had told me this a long time ago what she appreciated about this project Jess Young who is on season one was saying how in a way we're like capturing an archive a piece of history and of the wellness world particularly in this time like it's kind of weird to think that you're a part of history but you are especially living it these days right um so yeah I do want to say that and then Zara what was that Tony it's funny what was that Tony Robbins quote you mentioned earlier I feel like it's worth saying <laughs> no as okay thank out you the podcast because I didn't want to bring it up but it does feel like very perfect because I feel like Tony Robbins is where I kind of started and fell into wellness a bit and I'm not 100% sure this is Tony Robbins but I'm pretty sure and it is stay committed to your vision but flexible in your approach and I think our vision of this was very much always we want to add to the world. We want to create thoughtful conversation and we want to help people be well. And I think the way to do that moving forward is more being community-based and is more involved in what we're doing there as opposed to trying to fight uh, a system or an industry that is so wrought with misinformation disinformation and conspiracy theories (laughs) amen amen it's 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 like we're we're, we don't want to fight the ocean anymore (laughs) as like the few drops you know (laughs) so so yeah um thank you everybody for listening this far um you know we we're just so grateful that we had anyone listening at all (laughs) and that um, it's been a really fun ride. And, you know, though the podcast is ending, the Thoughtful Wellness Revolution brand is still just going to be a thing that we may or either of us may or may not do things from. And so you can always feel free to go to our sub stack um thoughtful one is revolution.substack.com just to see if um, anything else comes out but um yeah bye just bye there's no bye for now it's no bye for now just bye 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 we love you